0: Tell It Right Podcast, the number one podcast of all time, rated by nobody. It's Saturday, March 18th, 2023, and you're listening to Tell It Right Podcast. It's just me, Mike, today, but uh, thank you, everyone, for joining me, and I hope you'll be with us here till the end of the show. Also, make sure you are subscribed so you get all the latest podcasts that Jared and myself produce. All right? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. But before we go further... I did want to state something here. I wanted to state that Steven Seagal can go suck a fat one. His movies are shitty. He's really fat, and I have no respect for him. He supports Russia in this insanely dumb invasion of our bros and sisters of Ukraine. This is old news, I know, but I wanted to state it for the record. And you can't spell stoke with Seagal, my friends. So, with that said... It's... It's, it's that fucking weekend again, guys. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend where all the kiddies get fucked up at the bars and the old fucks like us just sit around and beat our meat, counting the days till death. Thank Obi-Wan Kenobi that it's on a Friday this year and not in the middle of the week. If you check out last last year's uh, St. Patrick's Day episode, we mentioned how people stretch the limit here when, when the shit happens in the middle of the week. But when it's a Friday, people calm down. They take advantage of it being on a Friday. They might take a day off. Otherwise, they wait till five. They leave work and they go fucking balls out. Saturday might do an encore, but they're fucking done Sunday. Like, once Sunday comes, no one fucks around. They sober up, they recoup, and they return to society. They put their honest date in, and they fucking move on. So, what did I do on St. Patrick's Day? Thanks for asking, everybody. Let me tell you. So, St. Patrick's Day evening, I didn't really do much. Me and the wife were watching some of that Peacock. You know, Peacock. We happened to tune in to Saved by the Bell, which which was a real treat, I will say. And after, and I'm not talking about the college years. And I'm not talking about the summer break edition. I'm talking about season one, episode one. Like, the original, when it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. For those who are unfamiliar, back in 1988, the Disney Channel aired a show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, starring Haley Mills as Miss Bliss, Dennis Haskins as Principal Belding, Mark Powell Glosselar as Zach Morris, the famous Dustin D. as Screech, Lark Voorhees as Lisa Turtle, Um, but then, however, it also included a person named Max Baddemo, ...as character named Mikey... ...and Heather Hopper as Nikki. The main premise of this show was about Miss Bliss... ...and this young middle school teacher... ...and it really wasn't about Zach Morris and his friends. Him and Screech and the rest were more like... ...supporting characters to Miss Bliss. Um, another significant difference was... ...this took place at what was called... ...John F. Kennedy Jr. High... ...which was located in Indianapolis, Indiana. So after the first season... ...Disney scrapped Miss Bliss... So they removed her, and then they put the focus on Zach and his group of friends. And they retooled the show, and it became Saved by the Bell. So the big difference was they they changed the location to the fictional Bayside High, and then also on the town of Bayside, which I believe is in California. When they did this, that's when they also changed up the cast, but they kept Haskins, Mark Paul Glosslar, Lark Voorhees, and Dustin D., but now they added Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Mario Lopez, and Elizabeth Berkley. And then from there, it became the show we all know, Saved by the Bell. All right, so back to my story here. So we're watching the first season. And what I notice is it obviously starts off with the Saved by the Bell theme, which, by the way, is an awesome 80s theme. But technically, though, what I'm getting at is season one wasn't actually Saved by the Bell it was Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So my theory here is Disney's just overall embarrassed on the Good Morning, Miss Bliss side of things because I think it basically kind of bombed. But what's cool about it is they were able to save it. But yeah, that's now they keep everything uh, saved by the bell theme. So here's where I'm getting at here. I ended up looking up the Good Morning, Miss Bliss theme song. And fuck, dude, I was stunned at what I saw. It was so fucking lame and boring. Like, the music almost put me to sleep, and I was just shocked that this evolved into "Save by the Belt. Honestly, if you showed this to me 30 years ago, I'd have thought it was Murder, She Wrote, and I wouldn't have given it two seconds. Now, I understand why Disney took the direction they did, and they actually did save this show from becoming Dust in the Wind because it was just horrendous elevator music that that beginning uh theme song so if anyone's curious just youtube good morning miss bliss uh, opening theme you'll understand when you hear it if i'm not too lazy you'll hear it playing right now but like when you hear it you'll say to yourself this isn't saved by the bell this is some b-hole b-roll sitcom romance what i will say <laughs> saved by the bell the theme that was just fucking dope that shit got you going and it was, got you excited for the show. Like, honestly, I think Saved by the Bell had one of the coolest openings over any show with, it, with all the flair and crazy shit moving around in the odd shapes. Like, fuck, seriously, it was a representation of the late 80s, early 90s, in my opinion. But, like, but here's the thing. I, like, told my wife last night, like, if an alien ever came up to me, just, like, randomly came up to me, and explain and like ask me to explain hey what's the eighties? What 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 was that all about? What was that like? Honestly, I think I just send them the theme, the opening theme to save by the bell and be like, this was this was it, and a whole lot of cocaine. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of aliens, have you guys heard about this Pentagon officials suggesting that there's an alien mothership in our solar system? If you haven't, check it out. Well, we're going to talk about it now. So either way, you're going to get it. But this caught my eye because if if you have been following us, Jared and I have been talking pretty heavy on this subject lately because it's really been in the news a lot lately. But if you check out one of our previous episodes, we do go into heavy discussion on the Dr. Stephen Greer theory and his like intelligence in quotes (laughs) on the UFO subject where he states the deep state, is going to stage a massive false flag attack and yeah so check that out if you haven't but it's some really interesting things on what this guy is saying but um and then in regards to this article i'm just finding this interesting because this subject is really really coming up more and more nowadays and i love it i love the ufo subject i also got a documentary myself which check that out i'll have it in the links here, um, on a sighting that was in my hometown. So hearing more about UFO stuff is just cool as hell. And, well, let's just get into the article here. So this came from Fox News. And Pentagon officials said in a a draft document the other week that aliens could be visiting our solar system and releasing smaller probe-like missions conducted by NASA when studying other planets. A draft research report authored by Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or for short, AARO, and Abram Loeb, chairman of Harvard University's astronomy department, was released on March 7th and focuses on the physical constraints of unidentified aerial phenomena. In quotes, an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, an operational construct not too dissimilar from the NASA NASA missions, end quote, the report read. Uh, Again, in quote, these dandelion seeds could be separated from the parent craft by tidal gravitational force of the sun or by maneuvering capability, end quote. The AARO was established in July of 2022 and is responsible for tracking objects in the sky, underwater, and in space, or possibly an object that has the ability to move from one domain to the next. Congress tasked NASA to find 90% of all near-Earth objects near Earth that are larger than 140 meters in 2005, which resulted in Starrs telescopes, according to the report. On October 19th, 2017, the Pan Stars detected an unusual interstellar object that was later named Amuamua, or Scout in Hawaiian, as the Hawaiians would say, Amuamua. So the the object was a cigar shape, appeared flat, and was propelled away from the sun without showing a cometary tail leading scientists to believe it was artificial. Three years later, another object was discovered. The report noted, namely NASA's rocket booster, 2020SO, which had no cometary trail. The report also said six months before Oumuamua made its closest approach to Earth, a meter-sized interstellar meteor, IM2, crashed on Earth and exhibited an identical speed relative to the sun at large distances and an identical shape to Oumuamua. With proper design, these tiny probes would reach the Earth or other solar system planets for expo- exploration. As the parent graph passes with within a fraction of the Earth Sun's separation, just like a muamua did, the authors wrote, astronomers would not be able to notice the spray of mini probes because they do not reflect enough sunlight for for existing surveys for existing survey telescopes to notice them. And I'm sorry, that was all in quotes, but I don't know who the hell said that. They don't exactly sedate. Or I guess it's being taken out of the, uh, the report here. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, this research paper does come after a month of scrutiny over identified flying objects over the U.S., most notably a Chinese spy balloon that was shot down only after traveling across the skies over the U.S. And that's the end of the article. So pretty vague, which that's that's what I expect from Fox. I also noticed other news outlets was like, you know, every freaking tabloid you see at the supermarket checkout. So, yeah, I, I have really no idea how official this is, but apparently official people have stated that there is some possibility of a mothership hanging around our solar system sending probes to our planet to spy on us, with no motive. Well, yeah, no motive, no nothing of that nature at all. So, but it is some wild shit there. Uh, but like I said, remember this does this did come from Fox News, and they're gonna throw anything that sticks or or doesn't. So, take it with the grain of salt. But definitely check out those uh, previous podcasts where we where we talk about the UFOs here. Uh, it's it's a lot of cool stuff you know it's definitely something to keep yourself kind of educated on but at the same time it's it's also it's also interesting and and fun to to kind of dive into so but hey guys thanks thanks again if you're sticking around uh that's the show tonight we don't got jared so there's not a whole lot to talk about just kind of wanted to pop in and and talk about a few things but uh yeah when we get back here with jared we'll start covering season three of mandalorian and then uh we'll start going over uh, fan expo chicago and these uh celebrity lineups here this year so but more to come working on some things got some things in the in the oven that hopefully are uh, gonna gonna rise and come to fruition here but that's why you need to hit that subscribe button so you stay tuned so you're up to date but thanks guys we'll see you next time Late.